Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Whether you're the type who loves to bet on sports or maybe you're only playing for the first time, either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. That's MyBookie. Dot AG. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the baseball show. I am your host, Rob Fox, and I am joined, as usual, by Dan Holloway. Uh, how you doing? Living the dream. Yeah. Trying to figure out... If I can get some uh, solar eclipse glasses before this or tomorrow morning, because there's a solar eclipse at five fifty-three Central AM. Uh, yeah, but it'll be the full eclipse will only be visible from certain areas. I don't know if you'll be able to tell it all from here. Uh, might see like hints of a, like a shade of cover or whatever the fuck. I just want to be able to take pictures of any of the obstructions because I have some pretty sophisticated camera equipment, right? I don't know why. I never keep track of this shit, so I'm always pissed off when it happens. I will be asleep. <clears throat> yeah. I would be, too, if I were able to sleep. Can you just set your camera up and be like, fuck it, and then just... Um, I mean, technically, yes. Yeah. I could just leave it on. Or I don't, know if I, I don't know if you can program it to take shots at certain times or anything like that, but you could definitely... Um, one of the telescopes I was looking at buying, and I didn't yet because they were having problems, the same problems everybody's having with source materials, metal and shit, building the new one. So there's a backlog. So it's like, fuck it. I'll buy one. when they're readily available and I'll buy one. But, uh, the one that I was looking at, I think it's a Celestron. You can program, uh, like it to track stuff. So you can, <clears throat> you put the camera body on it and it basically makes the telescope, the lens for the camera. Right. There's an adapter between the Canon that I have and that. And then you can take, uh, you can you set it out wherever you're going to set it and program it, <clears throat> and it um, you show it like one or two different constellations where they are, and then the computer tells it where everything else is. So you can just tell the computer what to right. track or like what follow to like follow. Orion for- yes, yep. So that's pretty dope. I'll get to it eventually, whenever. But I really haven't had time to do it now, to be honest. So that's what I'm pissed off about today. <laughs> Well, I'm not really pissed. I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. There will be a lot of good pictures taken. Yeah. So I'll be You said it was here. a good one. You said it was the, the, like the cool one. Yeah, it's like a ring of fire. Yeah. Because it's uh, just the distance it is away from the sun. Right. doesn't completely block it out in most spots, so you get to see like the sun behind the boon, basically. Is, is but don't, kind, yeah, don't like, look. This is not the kind you look at. 
No, right. no, that's a that's a lunar eclipse. Okay, yeah. You can look at the moon all day. Don't right. don't ever look at the sun right. under any circumstances. For fuck's sake, I don't feel like that's, that should happen. That's one sun. of those things. As a little kid, because I remember there was an eclipse one day when I was like, you know, grade school, like fifth grade or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Don't look at the sun, you'll go blind." You know, like don't yeah. look at it, you'll go blind. And it's right. just one of those things. As a little kid, like quicksand and other shit, where you're like, that's, "You thought it was going to be a much bigger problem as an adult." Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, dude, I I could go. I the chance I could go blind at any moment if I accidentally look up and there's an eclipse, and I just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's not that big of a threat. Yeah. Unless you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, but, you know. You just have a really unfortunately tilted neck. You're just up constantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's get into some, uh, some fucking baseball. You were uh, watching some baseball last night. You were texting me at some point last night uh, about Austin Riley being, yeah, being he a is, badass. Yeah, he's, he's really looking good, man. I'm proud of that kid. Made a lot, of, uh, a lot of strides this year. He's just swinging at good pitches. He's not pulling off the ball. Um. <clears throat> Really good to see, and it's a big deal for the Braves, too. I mean, I think this year is going to be tough for them. Soroka's probably not going to come back. Soroka's not coming back. Ozuna's uh, not coming back. Ozuna, I hope Ozuna doesn't come back. Right. Just get out of here with that bullshit. Like, yeah. I'm not making a judgment on the case because it sounds like the woman involved is crazy, too. She's been previously arrested for assaulting him. Right. So whatever the fuck. But, I mean, I get that shit out of it's, here. Yeah, if you can't handle go. your fucking day-to-day life, stay the fuck yeah. out of my locker room. That's what I would say. And then Darno. Gone too. Uh, Darno's been gone, yeah. Since yeah. like what, week three or some shit? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking. <clears throat> we get kneecap, but we'll get into Riley in a bit. But I was, my only point on that was that you've uh, been watching a lot of baseball. I've actually been a little light on baseball because I've been like pretty locked into the NBA playoffs. Right. Just because, <clears throat> especially the, this round of matchups is really fun. So I'm like, it is, yeah. Enjoying the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things you texted me like a day or two ago, you're like, did you fucking see Garrett Cole? Yeah. Responding to the question about if he doctors the ball. Now, we can't show this clip um, because it's actually owned by someone, mm. right? But I do have another clip later to watch. And um, But Google it. Google this Garrett Cole being asked about if he put shit on the ball, basically. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what he said. Uh, <clears throat> so a reporter asked... If he had ever used a spider tack, right? Yeah. So spider tack is, I think it's the, uh, I don't know if it's pine tar based, but it's like a white looking substance. Uh, and football players have been accused of using it in the past. Like stick them kind yeah. of for, the, for catching the ball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what pitchers do is use a combination of spider tack and sunscreen, apparently. Okay. To make, like, a tacky but kind of viscous material. So you can hold on to it really tightly, which makes you get more spin on it, and it also slips out of your hand at the point of release that gives you more spin rate, and spin rate has been intrinsically tied to success if you're a pitcher, right? Massively so. Yeah, like, it might be the most accurate correlative piece of data in all of sports. It it is probably more useful than steroids. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the thing pitchers use steroids for, they're not, you're not going to gain velocity like that. But you will get uh, hurt less right. and recover quicker. So yeah. that's a big... So here's... When asked what... Uh, if he had said that... Or I'm sorry, asked if he had ever used it before. <clears throat> Garrett Cole said the following. I don't... Followed by a long pause. <laughs> I don't know. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. 
And then he said, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And I think that there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. That is important to a lot of people who love the game, including the players in this room, including fans, including teams. So if MLB wants to legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. Now, he is 100% doing exactly what they said he was doing. One million percent. Like, there's literally no question after that. I think your exact quote to me via text was, this is the worst lie you've seen since Bill Clinton, explaining it is. Yeah. Yeah. This was bad. I mean, it's it's embarrassing, too. It's it's like a... (laughs) It's... It's like a, it's like someone trying to explain like their uh, blackface picture in yearbook battle. Right. Like, you know, uh, well, you know, things passed down and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like it's, <clears throat> it was like, it, it sounded like it was his first interview. Well, and, I mean, and he's uh, never been caught in a lie before. Right. But you would think if you're a pitcher that's ever done that before, and I'm sure everybody is on, uh, on high alert now for that question coming from the media. So right. there might, you might see some better, more. I don't know, fucking uh, uh, not retarded responses. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. But you might see some different responses, more canned answers and stuff like that. But the real answer is like, yes, because he did. Yeah, right? I mean, like you've, but I, you've I, I wonder what he, I wonder what's going through his head there. Does he think that it's different legally versus Major League Baseball? If you say something to the press in Major League Baseball, then they assume that it's true. So if you said, yeah, I used it before, but blah, 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 yeah. they could use that to suspend him right now if they wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. In a court of law, he could be like, no, I was just saying that. Yeah. Right? Or there would be a statute of limitations or something. Like, yeah, I did it early in my career, but I would never, I didn't do that anymore. You know who literally said exactly <clears throat> that, I think, today or yesterday? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wainwright. Adam Wainwright was like, yeah, I, I experimented with it. One of the best curveballs of all time, by yeah. the way. He said, he said he experimented with it. It didn't work well for him, and so mm-hmm. he stopped doing it. And then he went on to say that how it's going now is egregious. Like, it's, like, more than ever. Well, of course, that's the case, right? I mean, people have been trying to get faster and stronger because they know and, and, and develop better hand-eye coordination because they know those things are going to make them successful. If, if they think that doing this is going to make them more successful, and as I said – Spin rate, it might be the most accurate correlative data in all sports as a predictor of success. Of course people are going to do it, right? right? But it's already against the rules. So it's not, like, uh, it's not like steroids. Steroids weren't banned in baseball before. Yeah. It was like they, they had some piecemeal stuff, like D-ball got uh, booted, and then in the late 90s, before the real scandal started, uh, it was like Andrew Diostein or some shit like that. that Andrew. That, I think yeah. wasn't Andrew what they found in McGuire's locker? Yeah. Like, like just chilling there on the fucking shelf. Yeah, there's interviews with him. Yeah. With it on there because it wasn't illegal, right? There was nothing illegal about it. So <clears throat> it's not like that situation. Doctoring the baseball has been illegal forever. Since, since pre-World War II. Yeah, since like the, I think it was 30, it was, I think it was around the same time that Ruth went over to the Boston Braves, which I believe was 33. Okay. I think it was so 33 through 36 when he was there. The so, end of Ruth's career. Yeah. Yeah, but <clears throat> either way, there have been pitchers over the years who have been accused of that. Nolan Ryan was one of them. There's mm-hmm. like this little horseshoe fucking area under one of the seams that seemed to pop up on his baseballs a lot. Well, right? Major League, the movie, written right. by a former 
pl- uh, I think minor league player mm. or something like that. <coughs> um, they have the whole fucking scene with uh, the guy. I forget. Yeah, he's got like all kinds of yeah, shit. Eddie on, yeah, Eddie something. Yeah. He's the guy who said saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. Yeah. Like he's got Crisco on his shoulder, and he's just yeah. like explaining the ways yeah. he gets shit mm. onto the ball. Yeah, and it's. <clears throat> uh, I actually watched this. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was Gaylord Perry. Go through Eddie Harris was his name. Gaylord Perry went through like his whole thing, like how he would get stuff onto the ball, and then how he would, if he felt like the umpire was about to come check or something, he would, you know, get it off really quick somehow right. or whatever. But now it seems like <clears throat> what you're seeing a lot more of. This is the evidence that people keep pointing to about how rampant it is a lot of pitchers on their glove have this on the on the pinky on yeah, their glove it's it's in the same spot every time and it's not been seen before and it's specifically like being called whatever the fuck right like right. it's 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 different now so clearly there's some stuff going on and clearly Garrett Cole is a big fucking part of that yeah and i wonder so this year the narrative before the season was <clears throat> that uh they were going to deaden the ball, right? Yeah. The ball that wasn't ever juiced in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But we're on record pace for home runs again this year, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got four guys that are on pace for 50 right now. On pace for over 50. Right. Like, they, even if they <clears throat> cool off a little bit, yeah. they're still on pace for 50. Yeah. Actually, there might be more than that now. It's for sure Otani, Acuna, Tatis, and Guerrero. Are on, are those four are definitely on pace. But there's also uh, Jesse Winker from the Reds. He's got 17. Oh, yeah. Where's J.D. at? Um, blah, blah, blah. Because he was up there for a minute. I uh, Adalis Garcia is at 16. Uh, Olsen Devers are at 15. Uh, he's, he's down the list a little bit. but He cooled uh, off. Yeah, Adalis Garcia, I think his pace is 42, but he hasn't played a lot of games. And he um, plays in Texas. Although I don't know how the new ballpark plays, I guess. Well, Arlington was a their team fucking sucks. I know that. Yeah, but well, uh, hey man, Winker, Winker is on pace for forty seven. So yeah. there's like there's five guys that have a legit shot right now, two months into the season, of hitting fifty home runs. So yeah, there's cheating going on with pitchers. Strikeups are definitely up, mm-hmm. so, as, as high as I've ever been. Yeah, but there's way more home runs. I don't know what the league uh, uh, like RC plus is or how it's like Let me check that WRC plus for the league league wide versus other years. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I can give you a WRC plus ranking right now. Um, 2019 ranks. For, oh, I actually can't give you 2021 for full seasons. They don't have 2021 yet. I'm fan graphs. Right. Uh, 2019 was fourth though. And that was a juice ball year, but then it's, 2099 and 99, which are steroids years. Right. <clears throat> and then 06 randomly. Hmm. And then 04 is number five. Um, okay. But yeah. Do you think that the, uh, the fucking dirty balls and the everything and the like rampant use of it is the effect of the cause that was juice balls? Like Maybe, did, yeah. Did, I mean, did it's, we force them into that? If it's like market economics, yeah, it goes. It always goes back and forth. But was the ERA necessarily higher? Than, I mean, like the top of the the top of the class usually doesn't get super affected by that stuff. You yeah. might see Verlander will give up twenty five home runs in a season, but his ERA will still be right. somewhere in the threes, right? Uh, so it it affects you in different ways. But we're seeing more 
it seems like we're seeing more hard hit balls. Yeah, and, but, and the statistics would bear that out. We're seeing less contact, but when the contact happens, it's, hard, it's, it's better contact. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if guys are taking more pitches and they're getting deeper into counts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, that is the result of that. Are, are there more walks in addition to more strikeouts? Like, are guys – it used to be you take a fucking hard swing, uh, one with one strike – or zero strikes or one strike – when you get to two strikes, most people would shorten up a little bit. That, is, that, that is not the case anymore. It's a, it's a true outcome. Yeah. So, or a, a, what, a three outcome. Three true outcome, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But it seems like there's a pretty decent balance right now. There's a couple of pitchers who are absolutely lighting it up, which is what you would expect. Like, there's always going to be a couple of pitchers that are way ahead of everybody else, maybe five, maybe ten in a great season. But the rest of the pack ebbs and flows as they do, because they're not consistent. That's why they're not the great pitchers. But right now, it seems like there's a pretty good balance between offense and defense, right. frankly. Like, there's more strikeouts and more home runs. That seems exciting. I think the barrel, the barreling is then, so, like, the juice, I, I kind of feel like the juice ball and the, and the sticky ball or whatever, the dirty ball, that's related. And then the, the valuing better contact uh, is related to the shift. Maybe, right? yeah. Because sure. it's because you can't because if you don't make good contact, <clears throat> you are just gonna die in the shift. Yeah. Right. So the only they they want to beat the shift by either going over it or hitting it so fucking hard they can't right. move in time. Together. And if you're in the middle of the lineup, sometimes it is true that a strikeout is better than a batted ball in play. Right. I mean, it, if there's a guy on base, it's yeah, certainly absolutely. better than a double play. And if it's a guy on first base. And you hit the ball. What, there's, no, there's no difference in hitting, making an out uh, in the field versus make, make a strikeout, yeah. really. I mean, you force the defense to make a play, I guess. Right. But is, does forcing them to make a play result in an error more than taking that hard swing would land you a hard hit ball, right? I doubt it, frankly, because major league players are pretty fucking good at defense. And they crunch the numbers. Like the guys who are really – the, just like the average defender in, the, in Major League Baseball is going to make about 95% of the plays, right? right. 95 to 96. Right. Like, and if you suck, you still make 93. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's a, a rare chance. I think hitting the ball hard, not at somebody, is more important yeah. than not striking out. Now, I think that goes the other I don't I, Not necessarily goes the other way in the playoffs. I think there's added value to putting the ball in play in the playoffs when everyone's adrenaline is higher and probably yeah. there's a higher possibility for a fuck-up or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, and there's something about not letting the pitcher off the hook, too. Yes. Um, yeah, so probably, probably – I would say people are probably more – well, the veterans are probably more selective in the playoffs. The, the rookies are probably more aggressive. Yeah. Right, because they don't, they don't know how to calm the fuck down. But, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what's happening, but it, see, it does seem like there's a pretty good balance. Like, we're not, we're not seeing a league-wide ERA uh, that is both mean, median, and are all mean and median, right? Mm. Like, you're not seeing the average ERA go way up and the average top 10% ERA go up. It's actually gone the other way. Yeah, well, except for DeGrom, but you can't one guy. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. but he, a lot of people are having better seasons this year than they've had recently, but also hitting has not been a problem. Yeah. So should we be investigating this so, or should we be letting it happen? But are, is it different? Is it a different, but there is still a difference though, right? When things are still balanced, but they're balanced because everything's either here or here. 
instead of spread across the line. Right, but home runs are exciting. Yeah. High strikeout numbers are exciting, I think. I mean, for, for me, I'd like, like to see that. I'm like 50-50 on it. It's exciting I, when it's like Scherzer or DeGrom. <clears throat> it's not so exciting when a lefty with like a fucking four ERA is gunning right. through your yeah. lineup. That's true. That's true, yeah. I mean, it's – I don't know. I feel like they've got a pretty decent balance right now. I feel like uh, baseball, despite itself, is pretty successful right now. Yeah. And they're – they they've clearly have decided to let their young stars have a little leeway with what they're doing, and I think that's a good decision. So just shut the fuck up and get out of the way and see what happens. This isn't like steroids. This is nothing like that. This is fucking dudes trying to get an angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, this isn't like, I, I don't see this as cheating in any way. It's definitely the type of cheating where that, like, well, cheating, but most you know, people are okay with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get like the stealing edge. signs and shit. You, right, exactly. It's, it's kind of like the, like one of the charms of baseball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing that used to be very fun in baseball, one of the charms of baseball that's kind of dying, apparently, is uh, base running. Yeah. ESPN's Tim Kirkjian, who is, I think, one of your favorite baseball writers. Uh, he's a smart guy, yeah. He's kind of a weirdo, but... Yeah, yeah well, he's like four foot nine. And yeah. He's an elf. Yes, he is. A tiny, tiny man. Yeah, but smart baseball guy. I For really sure, like yeah. him. He had an article on ESPN, uh, I think today, maybe yesterday. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Oh, it's today. It is a pretty, like, hilarious condemnation of how bad base running is he's, right now. He's a, he's a pretty good wordsmith. Yes. Like, he's, he's a guy that's figured out how to talk shit without sounding like he's talking shit, probably because he's about the size of that bobblehead right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't get away with talking shit. No. But he's also very clever, so... I, I really like him. Anyways, yeah, this article is hilarious. It, it's literally probably about a thousand words on yeah. how objectively <laughs> bad base running has gotten in the major leagues. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, so you looked into this. Some of the data bears that out and some of it doesn't. So I wonder, I mean, I, I feel like we see more dumb shit, but that could, that's, that's, I said, I feel like we. Right see more dumb shit that feelings are not facts right, right? so what is the data on well this? we we looked at we looked at fangraphs uh base running statistic mm-hmm. but we also immediately were like this statistic doesn't make any sense right because a third of, a literally a literal third of it is uh grounding, grounding into, into double, double plays play. yeah which i mean i understand it from they're trying to get a wins above replacement for base running itself and because they probably couldn't find a way to quantify the double play anywhere else yeah. Unless you, I, I, it does count towards your hitting wins above replacement. It has to, right? Because it's an yes. out created, yeah. I think. But <clears throat> maybe it's because it removes a base runner from the base pass. But what? That doesn't have any. That doesn't. That has nothing to do with base running and how good of a base runner you are. So it's not. A, it's not a good stat, frankly. No. So I don't really pay attention to that one. But are is the is the overall. Uh, uh, like, how do you measure base running? There was some other thing you were talking about. There was one other one, but it was pretty new, and it, it, I couldn't get the full, like, def- definition on it in time, mm-hmm. but it seemed... And they only have data on it for, like, five years. Right. So it's not... Ne- there's, it's, I don't necessarily think it's a good data set yet, especially when the only time they've been measuring is when all these people are saying base running has been dog shit. Right. So they only have data on dog shit base runners, I guess, for the most part. And you can't use solely, like, stolen bases and shit. For, to, to judge base running. Right. No, certainly not. But, I mean, I, I would say how frequently, like, you can measure how frequently a person gets picked off, for sure. 
right? Right. How frequently they don't advance from first to third on a single to right field, but that's subjective as well. Yes. But it's something I think you should allot for, at least, because, yeah. you know, whatever. But he, he actually does a lot for that. In or I'm sorry, let me... Uh, fuck, I hate ESPN's website so much. Let me... Uh, find the because he did talk about first to third wow yeah it's it's uh <clears throat> there's got to be something about first to third but it's it wasn't just him like he interviewed a lot of people he talked about uh lloyd mcclendon and uh was it adam vance like andy vance like andy andy Vanslyke, who uh, sorry, yeah. oh you weren't here he was the first base coach yeah uh he's he's a pittsburgh legend i guess yes uh pretty good ball player uh, hated him growing up because he played against the Braves in the, in, the, in uh, ninety two, right? Ninety one and ninety two. Yeah. When, oh, when yeah, we had uh, yeah. Sid Bream on the show, he said if the ball <laughs> that Cabrera hit for the famous play when Sid slid, he said if he had hit it to Vance like he would have been out by ten feet. Oh yeah, Barry Bonds was not good at throwing the baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Vance like was the first base coach when Lloyd. McClendon was the Mariners ma- manager. This goes through an anecdote about some stupid base running shit between them or, uh, for one of their players during spring training. Uh, Dusty Baker has been around uh, since Jesus was in high school. Uh, <clears throat> base, he says, base running is terrible today. The two things we need the most work on is outfielders throwing and base running. Base running is just horrible. Uh, Vance like continued that it's the worst he's ever seen. Paul Molitor chimed in and said it sucked. Uh, uh, the value of base running has been diminished somewhat. I watch the game. It's a little hard to watch these days, and I see base running mistakes constantly. One of my favorites is Chris, they asked Chris Bryant, who's one of the game's best base runners yeah. today, in terms of like being heads up and shit mm-hmm. like that, because it really is being more about heads up than anything. And you have to, a lot of times, kind of have uh, a, an, a good knowledge of just the game, and situ- it's really situational. Like, do you remember the Cubs play against the Pirates the other day? I yeah. think it was the Pirates, right, where they chased the motherfucker all the way back to home plate, running to first, and it allowed a guy from first. I think Baez allowed Baez. Yeah. To, I mean, fucking insane. Yeah, it's really stupid. But Chris Bryant said, uh, he said, it's not talked about enough. It's gotten a little lazy. Base running is only about effort, but we do have some highlight base running that picks up slack for others who don't take it seriously. But he, he even Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant laughed at the question. Mm. He was like, yeah, it's re-, he's pretty much like, yeah, it's really fucking bad. Well, I mean, it's a it's a dumb question to have to ask, but it is what it is, and it's definitely about being heads up. So, I talked about I've talked about this before on the regular show, but <clears throat> one of the benefits of the kind of training we've done is that instead of thinking and processing, you're reacting, right? Your yep. brain, your brain react, your body reacting because of schema pre developed in your brain is way faster. Right. It's like fuel injection for your body, basically. So if I like, for example, I know if I'm going into clear room, regardless of what else is happening, because you're walking through an entire house and everything's going on and there's different shapes, rooms, the doors are different places. But I know if I go in uh, behind a guy that goes right, I go left or straight, depending on the wall. I know that if I'm the first guy in and I happen to in my normal stride uh, take uh, or, or I step in with my right foot that I'm going left because my right foot pushes off, and I push left into the door. Your brain just knows that shit. So these guys aren't sitting there on the base pass thinking, all right, there's one out. I'm on third base. Infield's back. If the ball goes the first to third, I'm going to stay. If it goes deep into the middle, I'm going to fucking run. People aren't thinking like that. They're fucking getting, they're pausing 
their brain works for like three tenths of a second to figure out what they're going to do. And then they usually make the wrong, uh, wrong decision. Right. Not usually, but they often make the wrong decision even after all that. Yeah. But if you just let your body react, chances are you, you pick up and, and register and process way more than you realize. And if you train your body to be able to do that shit, and the special operations community is a perfect example of this, if you train your body to do that stuff mo- most of the time, you're going to make, your body will make the right decision for you because it's pulling in data and then pushing out effort like a computer. You know what I mean? And it's, he's absolutely right about that. It's fucking stupid. And it is such an important part of the game. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, you, you fucking... <clears throat> losing base runners, especially, like, in the playoffs and shit. In the playoffs, it's murder. Yeah. That happened to the Braves, what, twice? In the NLCS? Well, once in the World Series. No, I mean this past year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember uh, Kent Herbeck pulling Ron Gant off of first base. Yeah. In uh, 1991. But, <clears throat> yeah, it happened a couple times. Yeah, bad base running mistakes. I think Ozuna uh, left the base too early on a tag up that yeah. he would have scored on. Yeah. And then Dansby ran into Dansby something weird. Dansby did something stupid at third base. Yeah. I think he ran – I think he tried to advance to third base on a ground ball deep in the hole at shortstop. Yeah. But, the, like, he's a shortstop. You know that carries you to third base. That is the easiest throw. It's fucking Like, crazy. you're not even across your body. So, he, yeah, mistakes are made a lot. I, and I want to say in this article, Chris Bryant was like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like you win several games a year on base running. Probably, yeah. Like just a smart, I mean, Dave Roberts won an entire fucking series with base running. You could, you could say. Yeah. I mean, if people give Ray Allen credit for that step back three in the last second, Dave Roberts is responsible for a fucking, not, that was the ALCS actually, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's responsible. They did maybe win that for World a, Series, though. They did, yeah. I mean, he's, he's very responsible for that. And then I would say... Uh, a team, a good, like a really good hitting team's average is going to be what, like 270 maybe if they're having like a great it's year. A great year, yeah. yeah like two, somewhere, in the, somewhere in the mid-260s is probably the top of the league every year or yeah. maybe a little bit higher. But So 26.5% of the time, and your on-base percentage might be 30 uh, or 300, right, maybe. So, I, mean, I mean, tell you what the one this year, what it's going so far this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would expect that it's probably in the 290s at the top of the league right now, to be honest. But <clears throat> that means somewhere around 30% of the time, things are going to work out at the plate in a positive way for you. So now you're taking, if even only 5% of base running is bad, then it's 5% of that 30%, right, that's, that's right. bad now which leaves you with even less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, it, it's a matter of fucking shot volume. Same, it's the same in the NBA. Like, don't take bad shots. Yeah. It's, it's, better to, it's better to pass than take a bad shot every single time, right? So why are these guys giving up? It's like giving up on at bats. The guys who hit, have hit 400, for example, they don't, skip at bats ever. They, they don't fucking go up there without a plan ever right or, or they don't like you said surrender at bats they're not Correct, like yeah. fuck it's 0-2 yep and fucking well Williams was the last one day four and so I don't even yep. fucking know who'd be pitching them but you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean um and honestly like like we said that comes back to fuck you in the playoffs especially when like we said if you don't take it seriously it's like it's like not practicing covering first base as a pitcher in spring training you don't do it, it fucking shows up in the fucking regular season, motherfucker. I mean, in, in the, what, the hard part about baseball, it's like a 185-day season with 162 games. Right. Holy fucking shit. 
You know what I mean? You don't have time to go learn new skills and train and do that shit. So you have to be constantly aware of what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that that's not the case because it makes you think these guys don't fucking give a shit. I, I mean, I get with baseball, like with the NBA, where the guys will just kind of like jack games off. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to put up a couple threes, <laughs> not play defense today, right. what, blah, blah, blah. But, like, once you get to, like, September, August, September, and then the playoffs, yeah. you need to be putting pressure on the team you're playing at all fucking Like, constant times. pressure, yeah. Because, yeah. guess what? That leads to more errors. And, by the way, if there's base runners or more base runners, they literally can't shift. And then you don't have to barrel the ball as much. Right. And I, like, it just, it compounds completely. Yeah. It, it certainly does, and it's <clears throat> it just it's irritating to me. It's irritating the same way I think what was it two weeks ago you were talking about the fucking uh, the way people run through first base, yeah. and getting injuries all the time. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's unnecessary. They literally run through first base wrong. Like there yeah. are third graders who run through first base yeah. better than most <clears throat> major leaguers. It's dumb. But a bright point in all this is, uh, again, Austin Riley. Yeah. He looks fucking great. He's on pace for, let's see, 31 home runs, 170 hits. Jeez, that's, that's quite a bit. That's pretty. 90 runs scored. It's not fucking bad. Plays really good defense. I mean, he, we'll get to this later, but he's certainly got to be an all-star candidate. Yeah. Oh, the one, the one last thing I want to say about base running is uh, you can look this up, too. We can't show it because it's actual game mm. footage or whatever. But uh, Cabrian Hayes, this is the worst base running mistake I've ever seen in my life. Did you oh, catch this? No, let me watch it right quick. Is this a link or is this a screenshot? I just have the screenshot of it. But it he essentially, uh, he hit a home run the other day. Yeah. And didn't touch first base on the way around the bases. How do you not, how can you not tell that you didn't step up? Remember when Mark McGuire hit, 62, yeah. he missed first base, and he had to go back and touch it. Right. Right, because he turned around and, like, hugged the dude as he was going back to touch the base. Yeah. How do you not know? I don't know, and I've never Does really... he have, like, a fucking... Does he have, like, a dead foot? <laughs> like, like, Deeds? Like, like, Adam a... Sandler and Mr. Yeah. Deeds or whatever? He's got a fucking dead foot? Like, what the... How, how is that even possible? And I've never heard of him, so this guy isn't, can't really afford to, like, lose home runs. No, clearly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He needs some help there. So... He was called out, literally called out, lost his home run because he didn't touch first base. And I guess you're technically not out, I guess, until you hit second base. Correct, yeah. Right. Or unless you leave the, egregiously leave the baseline. Right. So he thought, he didn't know that it was out. So I think he was just chancing it once he, yes. once he fucking made it past there. But, I mean, he wasn't, I'm, I'm watching this replay right now. He wasn't. Close. Yeah. Like, he completely missed the bag. It wasn't like, I, did I, like, oh, I thought I grazed it. Like, no. I made, like, he completely missed it. Anybody who's played fucking baseball or softball or anything like that, or, you know, stepped on anything ever with their foot, <laughs> knows that you can feel it, bitch. Like, the difference between your flat foot rocking off the ground and stepping on something. Right. How do you not, what kind of cleats is this guy wearing? I think he's got a dead foot. I, I support the Cabrian Hayes uh, dead, dead foot theory. theory yeah. yeah, maybe he's. Uh, it's only that w- that would have been his third home run, uh, probably ever. I guess maybe close no? to. I he mean, had five playing, last year. Playing for the Pirates, so he did not didn't have yeah. a lot. Yeah, but he's. I mean, that's that's discipline, is what it is. Honestly, you know, and it's unfortunate. Like I like the new wave of players that are coming in. They're exciting and shit, but. Uh, 
be disciplined. That was Andrew Jones' problem back in the day. He yeah. was not disciplined. That he, dude would have been – he would have hit 600 home runs, right? Mm-hmm. Probably, if he had not been a jackass. Just, yeah, just sort of early career hubris. Yeah. Because he was fine – like, it didn't take long for him to get disciplined, but right. he missed, and, I don't, and he came up at 19 or whatever, but honestly, dude, you see so many fucking NBA players at 19, and MLB players, at, like, these days at 19, that yeah. they come up a lot more prepared than, than he was, I guess you could say, at that time. But we've had right. that complaint about Acuna, too. Yeah. Yeah, and he's still, I, he looks pretty fucking locked in right now. I mean, it's hard to, even if he does seem to, and he never does, by the way, he hustles. Yes, so it's not that. He just does dumb shit sometimes. Yeah. So He's more spacey than Aaron. Yeah, yeah. But I think this year he's tightened a lot of that up. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably you, – you were talking about it on the phone last night, but it's probably Chipper Jones, right, for him and Austin Riley. I – yeah. I, we don't know enough to, like, fully, like, say, yeah, this is Chipper Jones made the difference. But, right. like, it's a hell of a coincidence Yeah. that our two best prospects, essentially, at this point, well, player slash – young players slash whatever have taken such huge leaps. Yeah. The year that Chipper's brought on as a hitting consultant. Seems likely that he had some influence on that. Because I mean, there's only, there's two guys I've ever watched who I'm like, good fucking God. Those are, those are intelligent hitters. Chipper was the smartest and Pujols was the second smartest. And Pujols covered up a lot of his holes with being (coughs) just a way better hitter than Chipper was. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, probably add Tony Gwynn into that yes I was a little I started to really appreciate Chipper's hitting prowess essentially like in college mm-hmm. so I was a little after Gwynn right like back then back <laughs> in those days like seventh eighth grade it was mostly just like yeah pull the socks up hit a homer Chipper right yeah I mean he's shit he's pretty good yeah Chipper Jones not bad I'm just looking at Tony Gwynn stats 2000 and 2001 his last two seasons they were both injury shortened so he only played 107 games. He still hit 323. Like, what the fuck, man? Go fuck yourself. Not too shitty. RIP, though. I like that guy. Um, yeah, that was, that was a bummer one. Uh, before we get to the next one, we have some, um, some sponsors. Yeah. Uh, to get to, to say hello to. Starting with my bookie. Who, uh, have you been betting anything lately? Yeah, I won uh, $3,000 this weekend on the uh, Mayweather fight. I picked draw. <laughs> at plus 1,000 because that was the most likely outcome, in my opinion. Draw was plus 1,000? Mm-hmm. I have no idea why when there's no official decision and it has to be a knockout otherwise. Right. The, the, only, the only decisions were a knockout from either side. Logan was not going to knock him out for sure. And I thought that Floyd would either knock him out in five or six if he wanted to knock him out. That would be where it would happen. Or it wouldn't happen at all. So I sprinkled five and six and I bet 300 on plus a thousand to draw, and I won three grand. There you go. Did you, do you buy the uh, save him from a knockout conspiracy theory? Where he, where you might. Where it looked like it, to be honest. I mean, we <clears throat> we sat in uh, the the morning after, or I guess the afternoon after, we sat in uh, Miami with Chuck in uh, in our hotel or in a hotel suite and did a show. You could watch it. Um, we watched it live there, all of us. It looks like he fucking put him to sleep and held him up, yes. Yeah. But if that's the case, I, I mean, whatever it is, what it is, you can feel how you want to feel about that. But I'll tell you this, the fact that <clears throat> Logan came back from that and continued to fight and didn't just fall over on his head is pretty good. I mean, 
getting getting rocked like that and then going night night for a second and yeah. then coming back afterwards usually you're fucking disoriented yeah, and yeah. stuff and he looked all right so yeah i don't know i don't know what happened so okay who knows well, I'm, I'm either glad, way I'm i glad, won money glad you won three grand because uh yeah well it was in the fifth round that that happened so I would have won the same amount because that was also plus a thousand. Oh, nice! Actually, I would have won less because I only put two hundred that one. Right, and Still I put come out ahead though. I I actually came out ahead on the draw no matter what. Right. So whatever, man. I Either mean, <clears throat> that's just what I thought was the most likely outcome. But uh, yeah, that's no what I've been betting. Been betting fights. Yeah, I've been betting a little bit of NBA, but baseball is <coughs> in full swing, and obviously, so are the NBA playoffs. And uh, you can make each and every series matter by having a stake in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or which is what I bet, or just uh, looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. Uh, and, you know, if you're looking to bet for the first time and don't know what to bet on, here at Drinking Bros, we can help you in the right direction. Uh, I say this every time that I bet on... Um, the the best scorer on NBA teams in the playoffs to mm-hmm. take the over like Donovan especially if it's a guard yeah. Donovan Mitchell Trey Young Embiid uh, Embiid and uh, I always forget the other ones uh, the other dudes yeah but whatever either way high volume scores on on big teams uh, Durant actually I would not advise because he's like fifty fifty yeah that he's got so loaded yeah he it's so loaded and Jokic is is missed it a couple of times as well of all the people I that yeah. would I don't Yo- know Jokic would be the only like big man I would bet yeah. Other, and B doesn't he's, really count to me Jokic shoots a, enough threes to and he gets to the line enough to make a difference but he does have those games where it's like fucking 20 points right and 12 15 rebounds he's a great passer too right so if somebody gets hot he feeds in the ball he's a right. smart guy but so, yeah, it's not a good bet. The twos? The twos that dump the it The twos in? and threes for sure, except for Durant. And that's only because <laughs> there's two other guys that can go for 50, right? right? So he, does, he knows he doesn't need to. Right. But, I, like, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> I love that. Bet that every time mm-hmm. to me. I take, I, would ta- I take that every game. So go to mybookie uh, slash Bros. Sign up now and use our promo code Bros to get your first deposit matched halfway, halfway up to 1000 let them know we sent you by, again, going to our very own URL. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot ag slash drinking bros and use the promo code drinking bros to get that free deposit bonus if you put in a thousand dollars you get 500 start your day off with a win bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie and uh we also got some ghost bed yeah ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros you know the story the best bed in the world it's uh comfortable cooling inexpensive and uh you know you're always going to get a great deal with us 30 percent off if you use the code drinking bros on the mattress you get two free luxury pillows along with that mattress and then you can buy yourself some nice ass sheets a mattress protector an adjustable base whatever you want you can finance it uh you all know about the financing programs they have uh and it's got a 20-year warranty and again they take care of the people that take care of us so go to ghostbed yeah. Dot com. Still. Forward size drinker bros. Still have uh, discounts and stuff for like first responders and military yeah. and all that stuff. Everybody. Too. Yeah, yeah. They're not. That's not going away. First responders, uh, military and veteran um, <clears throat> nurses, teachers, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Good company. Good guys. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. And then last but not least, we have Killcliff. Killcliff CBD. Uh, the Flaming Joe's back with Killcliff CBD. Right. Developed by a U.S. Navy SEAL to give you the benefits you need without sacrificing flavor. Can overcome any obstacle with Kill Cliff CBD recovery drinks. Uh, their products help you operate at your best because they know, you know, there are no days off and uh, in life and quitting is never an option. 
the new Flaming Joe CBD is uh, the most popular flavor across all their drinks, and like we said, it's back in stock. But uh, Kilkliff's running a 30% uh, discount on all the CBD flavors, including the Flaming Joe, obviously, but also Mango Tango, Orange Kush, the <coughs> Grapest of all time, mm-hmm. uh, which I think they should have just stopped at the Grapest. Yeah, for sure. But somebody may have had that already. Yeah. But yeah, the flavors are great. Everybody loves this stuff. And they're actually making a huge push into the national CBD market now. Uh, not that they didn't have, I'm talking about brick and mortar stores. Right. So they've had uh, a pretty good market share of drinkables, of ready to drinks, like B2C on the on, uh, direct consumer stuff uh, for a while now. Like doing really well. Everybody knows they're doing well. But uh they're going into 15 states with their CBD product immediately, and then they'll be at 25 by the end of the year, and the rest will come over the next year or so as different regulations change because CBD still, you know, Weird. it is what it is. Yeah. But <clears throat> they've navigated their way all the way to, by end of year this year, half of the states in the country with a relatively new product. So they're doing, they're fucking crushing it right now. And it's because they get the right people working there, the product is really good, and they're doing things the right way. They're going out of their way to make sure that the product is stable. There's no bullshit involved because obviously sourcing it is, is you know, <clears throat> people like to take shortcuts and stuff. They right. did not do that. It is the best product on the market. Period. For CBD. And also, yeah. I love their energy drinks. I say this every time I do this ad read. Yeah. It's the only energy drink I can drink when I come in here even a little hungover. Yeah. Like I'd never do it with a Red Bull or a Monster or crap like that. Why not? Uh, to make you jittery and shit or what? Yeah, because it gets me jittery and stupid, whereas... A, uh, Kilcliffe Ignite, which is their energy drink. Uh, a, they have Flaming Joe in that flavor now, which is Joe Rogan's flavor. Like we talked about, it's pineapple uh, jalapeno. It's everybody's kind of favorite <laughs> flavor. Yeah. But um, it is really good. What's great about them is that uh, the Ignite product has like, it's hydrating. It makes you feel better. There's no sugar, which is would give you the jitters. Only 20 calories a can, which is something a lot of energy drinks do not offer. Right. Usually a lot more than that. Uh, B vitamins, electrolytes, naturally flavored. It's legitimately like the best energy drink I've ever had. And I was pretty much off of energy, energy drinks fully. Like I drink coffee and crap, but not like actual canned energy drinks. I really wasn't right. into them. Then I started working here and had a couple of those. And I was like, oh, this is actually legit. Well, and you're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's my favorite thing here. You can just <laughs> pay me in Kilcliffe if you want. I'll consider it. All right. Cool. We'll see. I don't know how your wife's going to feel about that. She's probably not super into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, the baby might like Kilkla, if you don't know. That's what I have to tell her. Everything runs yeah. through the baby now. Yeah. So if the baby likes it, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But uh, Kilcliffe is offering Drinking Bros an exclusive offer. 30% off. Go to Kilcliffe.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros. That's K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros. Take advantage of the 30% off offer. Um, great product. We love it. You know what else is a great product? The Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Is it coming back? Uh, it came back in a big way. Had a, a very on-brand confrontation between Yankees and Red Sox fans. Have you seen this video? No, I'm not. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. If uh, Dan was pulled up here and play Is this it. one we can actually play? Yes, it is. And it's from John Boy? No, it's, it was on TikTok. It's been oh, all over the place. Okay. It was from TikTok and whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen parts of this, but I haven't seen the whole thing yet. You were alive for three of them! You were alive for three of them! 
what we're watching is a woman who appears to be about 24 years old, I guess. Uh, Yankees fan. Uh, at Fenway, I believe. At Fenway. Who's talking shit to a bunch of like eight and nine year old Boston Red Sox fans. Yes, there's about eight. There's a couple eight to nine year old. Uh, it's pretty funny. Boys. Yeah. Confronting or she's confronting them. Yeah, I wonder how it started. That's, that's, that is really what I want to know. You got to think it was the little boys and like talking shit, probably talking shit, especially because it was like a, like a pretty attractive girl in a in a Yankees uh, jersey. So they start talking shit mm. like little boys are want to do to someone right. they think is attractive. Yeah, you chase girls in the playground. That's how you demonstrate something. I have no <laughs> idea what kind of weird ass fucking ritual that is, but yeah, it's it's. <sighs> what are they gonna do? Like face off against each other and exchange TikTok dances or something? Yes. Is that how? Because they're not going to fight. People don't do that anymore. I mean, they just uh, get we, their feelings hurt we mostly, watched, right? We watched a good fight in the. Yeah, but those were people in their 30s. Yeah, that's true. Those were, that was a fucking Dodgers fan with Cody Bellinger had sent him there to murder yes, somebody. To for murder sure. an Astros fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, it's kind of silly. I mean, I don't know who this woman is. I'm sure she was probably just having a good time. I, I don't yeah. know. Are people taking it the wrong way or not by. Are people taking it in a bad way or something, or are they just making fun of her? Because it's kind of silly. Twitter was mostly just like, this is dumb and mm. funny. It wasn't like, the, it, they didn't think anyone was trash yeah. or anything like that. But That's I enjoy good. that. I, I like to see a group of children harass a fan. I like to see any fans harass any other fans, provided like they seem to be having a pretty good time with it, right. to be honest. So yeah. even, uh, <laughs> even Brooks Kepka said yesterday in ESPN that, all the shit talking between him and Bryson is actually good for the sport. Like, yeah, of course it's fucking it's good. Absolutely fantastic. He goes, he goes it's he goes, it's like it's interesting to see two golfers on like every sports show. Yeah, every day. Like, yeah, it is. is That's it, the is, business you're in. Is there dude. anything lamer than like you watch the NBA playoffs knowing they're all friends? Yeah, I hate it. It's like the I banana boat crew and even like anything else. I like, don't even mind them working out together in the off season or no. being friends or whatever. But when you're on the court, man, fuck that other guy. Yeah, right. Like, you're supposed to be winning at all costs. Yeah. The, the, the sign of, of maturity isn't to be friends with the guy on the court. It's to not get offended by the fact that he's trying to beat you while you're trying to beat him. 100%. Right? Maybe there's some angry outburst in the meantime, but after the game, you let that shit go. That's a sign of maturity, not palling around with a guy. That's why I like Chris Paul so much. He I, doesn't fucking play. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I, I, I enjoy Chris Paul as well. He would... End his friendship with any player to win. To Pro- beat that probably, player. yeah. Like, Especially at this point in his career. Yeah. Right? Shit. <laughs> He's not holding oh. back. But yeah, I, I fucking love this. Did I ever tell you the story, by the way, of uh, I, I have a, a good friend from like my whole life. She went to uh, school in Philadelphia, married a, a Philly guy. And, um, <clears throat> and Daniel appreciate this story as well, but I think I've told it to you before. And they would go, she went, they went to St. Joe's in Philly. And they would go to Phillies games all the time. And I think, like, Thursday nights or Friday yeah. nights was college night. Dollar That's dog night. Dollar dog night. Yep, you fucking know. Dollar dog night. And they were like, yeah, that we were there one time, and, and uh, they were playing the Braves. And there was this one girl, this one girl, like, basically alone in the upper deck at the Braves game, like, <laughs> rooting for the Braves in a Braves T-shirt at, at Citizens Bank Park or whatever. And he said at one point... Like, there was, it started out talking shit back and forth or whatever, even though it's like a bunch of guys basically mm-hmm. talking shit to, like, a, a woman. Right. Uh, like, a young woman. And he said it got so bad that 
at one point, like, you could tell it was the tipping point when he went to uh, go take a leak or something, and he saw all the guys that were talking shit to her, like, in line at the uh, concession stand, or, like, leaving the concession stand with, like, 10 hot dogs. <laughs> so they dropped $10, loaded them all up with mustard, ketchup, brush, oh, boy, and then just pelted her with them. And That's a bit much. Yes, quite a bit much. Security made her leave because they were like, like we can't stop them. Yeah. We just have to get you out yeah, of yeah. here. <clears throat> Maybe don't do that. Yeah, probably don't do that. Or at least don't put mustard on it. Just throw the dog. Right. Nobody's going to get hurt by a hot dog. There's no reason to ruin the woman's clothes. They right. shoot them out of cannons. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, it's just unnecessary. And Th- getting hit by a dry hot dog is kind of <laughs> funny, to be honest. Yeah. Like one. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe like Definitely. 30 would be a lot. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Well, I mean, yeah, that's probably a lot. Yeah. I also know a, a Cardinals fan who got, a female Cardinals fan who got punched in the face at Citizens Bank in the last like 10 years. Well, I mean, look, it's Philly. We have a reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's, I think the, the fun stuff like this, especially things that are shareable, or it's, I think it's good. Frankly, I yeah, no, I love that. It's good. I love uh, it, and I, I do honestly think a huge part of them interacting with her was just mm. that she's pretty. And probably, they're, yeah. They're little boys, and like, they don't know how to communicate with. Well, men never learn how to communicate with a woman that they like. It's just like, hey, yeah, titties. Dude, I don't know what people say. I actually uh, got my wife's attention by hitting her in the face with a hot dog. Is that true? No. Well, if it was, that would have been a good story. It would have been. I just throw a hot dog <laughs> at her. And she's like, who's this guy bold enough to throw yeah. a hot dog at me? She's, like, she's really into hot dogs, maybe. Um, this man's a provider. Uh, <laughs> so last up is the early All-Star returns. <clears throat> um, I want to go through ESPN's predictions, actually, and see what your thoughts are on that. Okay. We'll start with the National League. They've got uh, Buster Posey in the lead for catcher. I would say that is, unless something dra- – drastic happens uh pretty much guaranteed right he is having a like we said i think last week uh, when we we're talking about the giants i mean mm. he's legitimately having a a buster posey-esque year like like vintage buster posey right <clears throat> uh that's absolutely who should be the all-star catcher right. now granted um i mean wilson Contreras is having a pretty good season he too. wilson Contreras is leading in in uh, catcher uh, war yeah uh and i think actually <clears throat> Let's see here. There is a. Uh, I think Buster Posey might not actually qualify to be on that. List. No, well, I don't oh, no, know. Buster if, Posey's leading in catch of war. I don't yeah, know what is, the fuck yeah. that was. Yeah, Buster Posey's easily leading in catch. But at, war. Th- at this point in the season, uh, not a whole lot of catchers qualify for the stat sheets, right. so you don't get to see a lot on them. But yeah, I think um, <clears throat> Buster Posey, because he's well liked by the media as well, uh, will. Almost and, certainly. And I think Wilson Contreras will probably be on the roster as well, yeah. right? Uh, uh, Posey's also a name. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, first base, we got Freddie Freeman. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, I guess. Uh, uh, let me see if I've just... I mean, it's, it's actually... He probably doesn't deserve it right now. I mean, he's, he's, had, he's got 13 home runs. Yes. So that's probably the thing that saves him, but his OPS is down below 800. Yep. Uh, whereas... Uh, Fucking get out of here, god damn it. Um <clears throat> uh Aguilar from Miami, he's got better numbers. You know who's the highest ranking first baseman? Right, Reese Hoskins has got better numbers. Max Muncie. Brandon Belt. 
has better numbers. So ESPN's got Freddie, though, because he's the reigning MVP. Yeah. And you're not going to not see the reigning MVP in the All-Star game. It's, I don't think it's ever happened before unless he'll, there was an injury. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll probably be in the All-Star game, but like Muncie. And he's also got the Braves fan base vote. This, this is a vote, right, yeah. for the starters. Right. So it happens a lot that the wrong guy is the right. starter, right? So, so actually, that's a real quick thing I want to ask you about because uh, we're going to talk about Riley in a, in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, the Braves fan base vote is going to be very interesting this year. Right. Because they're either going to spite vote all of their players in Mm -hmm. for moving the fucking All-Star game, or they're going to be like, fuck the All-Star game and be more passive. I think. I think it'll go one way or the other. I think they're going to be pretty active, to be honest. You would think so. Yeah. I think they're going to be active. That they're going to put a bunch of Braves on the field. Yeah. I mean, that's... But that's what you should do in, in any year. Uh, if you're a fucking fan of the team, you want to see your people represented, obviously. But well, right. I think it might be, I mean, look, there is probably going to be some hurt feelings about the All-Star game getting moved. Yeah. But Braves fans are almost a diaspora, right? I mean, it's different than fucking most Dodgers fans live in Southern California. There, there's about two... Cubs and Braves are everywhere. There's, there's probably four to five <laughs> teams, you could say, have a diaspora like the Braves have. It the Dodgers be- probably one of them, actually. Dodgers, Yankees are probably one of them. Red Sox are probably one of them. And then Cubs and Braves, I would say. I think you could everywhere. include the Cardinals in there as well. Maybe, yeah. They're an older diaspora. They were, but they were wildly popular in the 80s, or in the 80s well, and the 2000s. They were the original TBS <clears throat> Brave situation right. with KMOX and them being the mo- westernmost team yeah. in baseball for a while, yeah, yeah, for a long time, yeah. So they, they <laughs> have a it's an older diaspora, but you still inherit that a lot of times, yeah. Um, well, so I think they would be the other one where you could kind of find those right. people in a lot of places. But Max Muncie is definitely the person who should be the starter. Yeah, I think Muncie deserves it. Uh, now for second base, another Brave is on is leading the list, and it's uh, <clears throat> Ozzy Albies. He's leading. I think the, the majors from second base and home run, right? Uh, uh, no, Brandon, Brandon Lowe is ahead of him one right now. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's – Ozzy Alves is having a pretty good season. He's uh, – his OPS is over 800, which is great for a second baseman. Slugging almost 500, also great for second baseman. His on-base percentage is struggling this year, but I think it's because – not his, base guy. His, ra- his rate stats are a little bit down across the board. Yeah. Uh, He's got year. a 122 WRC plus though, so that's yeah. an, that's all star level. Yeah, certainly all star. Anything above 115, right, is yeah. basically all star level. So, I mean, he's definitely in that wheelhouse. He's on pace for 25 homers and 100 RBI. So, I mean, I don't think anybody. I think this is one that's actually pretty clear for the Braves. I think so too. The only second baseman um, who are kind of even competing with him are right. Adam <laughs> Frazier from. Pittsburgh, which no one's going to vote for. No. Uh, well, they might get that conciliatory pick, but he wouldn't be a starter. No, he wouldn't be a starter. Yeah. Or uh, Chris Taylor plays for the Dodgers, and he's but he plays all over the place, so he's not really a second baseman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how that works for... The uh, Dodgers are a pretty fluid lineup in terms of positionality. Right. Like, Muncie plays second base. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just don't know how, for all-star voting, how it works. They just they decide it. They kind of predetermine it. Mm. Like, Muncie's for sure a first baseman. <laughs> But he has positional eligibility, right. so yeah. Well, I don't. It's not. It doesn't matter because it's not going to be anybody other than Albies. For I that. think I'll always win that. For Third sure. base, it looks like it'll probably be Chris Bryant. His rate stats are good. Thirteen homers. Uh, he's leading the league in, in or he's leading third baseman in homers. I think right now. 
Arenado's not having as good a season as we're used to, um, but he's still having a pretty good season. He yeah. could, he could. I mean, in any other year, he could absolutely be a starter there, and Austin Briley as well. There's uh, one guy who I actually think could have been a real good dark horse for it, but he just got injured. Is Longoria? Yeah, I mean, he a was fun comeback story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's. He was having a pretty good season. He actually looks pretty good. I, don't, I think he's going to – he'll probably be back later in the year, right? Hopefully. He hurt his shoulder, though, and that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, – what's his name? Uh, Zimmerman's been going through for, what, the last four years, just basically. It's completely completely point. fucked him up now. Um, <clears throat> Riley, by the way, leads the majors for third baseman in WRC+. Yeah. He's the best-hitting third baseman in the major leagues right now. Cor- correct. And you can see it. If you watch them on a day-to-day basis, I mean – yeah, he's hitting 300. Yeah, he's on pace for 30-plus home runs. Less RBI because he spent most of the first part of the year in the lower part of the lineup. Right. But now Whatever. that he's in the, the heart of the lineup, maybe catches up. We'll see. But he's his uh, barrel rate is super high. He's not chasing pitches anymore. Plays great defense. But all three of these guys uh, have good <clears throat> secondary qualities other than just hitting. Chris Bryant is a pretty good defender, better at third than the outfield, obviously, but yeah. he's a pretty good defender. He's also, as you mentioned earlier, one of the better base runners in baseball. Uh, Nolan Arenado is a perennial gold glove winner, right? Yep. So it's, you can't look past him. We may end up with all three of these guys yeah. on the roster, to be honest. And I was talking about this before the show started. We also might just get hyped Padres fans voting Machado in. Maybe, but he's having kind of a pedestrian year. I mean, but you never yes. know, right? That, that doesn't... Sometimes doesn't affect the vote. Right, right yeah, because it's, it's fan vote. It's purely fan vote for yeah. the starters. <laughs> uh, shortstop, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, I don't know. The combination of his skill, like, look, his offense has not been, or I'm sorry, his defense hasn't been as good as it was in the first two years so far. Yeah. But his, off, I mean, he's, his OPS is 1.016 right now. Yeah. Two months into the season. So he is 100% the National League starter at shortstop unless he gets hurt. Yeah. And then Brandon Crawford will probably be his backup. He, he is tied with Crawford and Trey Turner, who is an incredible player in his own right, for wins of replacement at shortstop. But you're fucking insane if you don't vote for Tatis. Brandon Crawford has got a 940 OPS right now. Brandon Crawford. Now, look, this guy's been a uh, – he's had seasons where he's made – he's got – his barrel rate's been really high, and he's hit – 14, 15, 20. I think he hit 21 home runs one year. Yeah. But the, primarily, he is a great defender. Yes. That's he what he defense is. Defense for a shortstop, typically. This guy having a 940. This is, this is like yes. so atypical. He's 34 years old. He's, having, he's, hitting, he's got a 940 OPS. 14 home runs. Yeah. Like his, his career high in OPS before this year was 792. And it was last year, actually. So maybe he figured out something during the uh, during the bubble. Yeah, I, you I know, know. some some of these dudes uh, fucking just adjust. You know. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be. I don't want to belabor this point. It's going to be Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Uh, three outfield positions. One of them will absolutely be Ronald Acuna. No question. Right. There's no question about that. He's having an amazing season. Um, <clears throat> you might see two Reds. Possible. Jesse Winker is, is second in majors in, in home runs. Yeah, right? Winker and, and Castellanos are the yeah. two. Like, honestly, Winker and Castellanos <laughs> deserve to be the two other starters in the National League. Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, Mookie Betts, because of the Dodgers fan base, is going to get in yeah. for sure and because of his history. And I think, oddly enough, just because of name recognition, unless the Reds do some kind of promotion stuff for this, it'll probably be Castellanos over Winker in the starting role. Although 
Winker is having the better season. Castellanos has the higher wins above replacement, but Winker, I think, is the higher... Uh, He's the better hitter. WRC+. plus. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you could take it either way, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Castellanos has gotten the more press. Castellanos was the one talking shit. Yeah. Getting the, getting That's the true. fight and stuff. So. And that, that probably does help, to be honest. I mean, uh, Castellanos is leading the league in, in, in wins above replacement right now for position players. So um, No, no. Acuna, well, <clears> for <throat> Fangraphs, Acuna is beating him by point one. Mm, he was ahead of on ESPN by 0.2, but I mean, WRC plus is the one that really matters there. Nobody cares about this shit. They're, yeah. they're both pretty good defenders. Uh, Acuna is way better, obviously hitting Then uh, yeah. no, he's a, he's better at defense as well. The oh, in yeah. my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so that, I think those will be the three guys. I mean, yeah, I think ESPN's right about this. Acuna bets and Castellanos probably, I mean, bets will get in because of the vote. Yeah. He's a superstar. Yeah. I mean, you, you might see, <sighs> The, you'll I, you'll see some interesting people on, uh, on the bench though. Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh, who's yeah. got like a fucking I think he's got like two and a half uh, uh, wins above replacement already this year on Pittsburgh, right. which is both of their wins. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> right, so he's probably going to end up on there, and so that might knock that other kid off. Uh, that's interesting. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that might fuck him up. I but, mean, the backups <laughs> are always kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, I like it. And then I don't know if there's going to be, I guess Pujols will probably be on as well for the veteran thing. Right? After Ozzie Smith took a spot in his last year, Major League Baseball passed a new rule that said if you're in your last season, you get on the All-Star if you're a star, right? He hasn't announced it. It's true. And he might come back. I mean, he he fucking hit a bomb off the Braves. And he was literally fucking furious to get cut by the Angels. I don't think he thinks he's done. Maybe not. I think he, I think he. Wants seven hundred. I Maybe. don't think he's done. He's cl- he's not that far away to be honest. Was he a six eighty something now? Six seventy. Six seventy maybe. Yeah. He's closer if you count playoff home runs, which you should. No, that's not gonna, never going to happen. All right, pitchers. <clears throat> we're not going to go. We're not going to go through all the pitchers, but Degrom is the guy. Degrom's a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. he's got a fucking point six two ERA right now. Right. It's Degrom. Two months into the season with ninety three strikeouts and fifty eight innings. Yeah, it's Degrom. The end. Uh, they go through all the reserves here. I'm not going into all yeah, this shit. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> although it is uh, notable that uh, Juan Soto is coming back nicely. Like, he doesn't seem to be fucked up. Yeah. So that's good because I like he's a good young player. I like seeing that guy. And uh, that Marte kid from uh, the Diamondbacks is going fucking ape shit. He's at, like, fucking 380 right now. Uh, <clears throat> you'll see them on there, but they don't have the name recognition to get the vote. No. That's just how it is. American League, Salvador Perez from the Royals, probably the second best uh, all-around catcher. It's, it's uh, I, I think, Real Muto and then, uh, not, not, I'm sorry, in the American League, right? Yeah. Real Muto and uh, uh, what's-his-nuts that what? we just talked Posey. about. Posey. in yeah. the fucking National League. And in the American League, it's the, the dude from the Indians. What's his name? Fuck. Oh, Christian Ramirez. Fuck he used to play for the Red Sox, right? Yeah. I'm is that his name? For him. He might have been out. Uh, dude, Austin Hedges is the highest ranking Cleveland catcher right now. Oh, wow. That's weird. <clears throat> I think uh, I think who you're talking about um, missed some games. I'm blanking mm. on his name, too. But. Uh, yeah, maybe I am. So, Sa- anyways. Salvi's a, Salvi will help. Again, it's a vote. He's that's having a great season. He's And he's also a wildly popular player. Yes. Uh, Incredibly popular. Yeah. Even amongst other players. He's. He's. Got 14 home runs and 40 RBI this year. He's on pace for almost 40 home runs. He is crushing the ball. 
Uh, and uh, again, wildly popular, especially with that Kansas City fan base. They he's, love. He's been he, around he's, for a while. He's their Yadier Molina. Yeah, they, they sure. adore him. Yeah. Uh, next up, first base. Again, this is a no-brainer. Vlad Guerrero it's, is. That's it. The, he's he's the best hitter in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, it's close. It's close, but he's the best yeah. for sure. Uh, and the numbers bear that out. Um, <clears throat> also, Blue Jays. Marcus Simeon, which is really interesting because Cabian Biggio was playing at second base. Well, they move him to for a while, short? and he he's all over the place now. He's been he hasn't had a great year. No, he's I, I don't think he will until they put him at one position. Yeah, that always, I, I think that fucks with people yeah. to be like you. There's a certain mindset. Simeon has just forced his way into the lineup. Yeah, he is very good. Now he played with Oakland before and had some pretty good seasons. He's hit. 33 home runs, 27 home runs. Right now he's on pace for 36. This would be the best year of his career, but it's been pretty consistent. He hasn't missed a game yet, so I'm fine with that pick. I don't know who else. I don't, I don't know who else Altuve is the next best one on the list. And Altuve is actually having a nice season. Uh, OPS over 800, 134 WRC+. Plus, but he's not, he has not been as good as Marcus Simeon. What, what's his uh, WRC? Altuve? Yeah. 134. And Simeon's is what? 143. Wow. Damn, yeah, he's lighting it up. No, Simeon's, Simeon's <clears throat> been the better player, 100%. Good for him. Uh, next up, third base. Uh, they've got... This is a deep position. And it is. It really is. They've got uh, Jose Ramirez from the Indians right now. <clears throat> I wonder if... Uh, I mean, I, I think Dara, uh, Devers is having, I think, the better... Doesn't he have a higher WRC plus? No. Ramirez has the uh, higher WRC plus. It must have flip flopped recently because Devers has 15 more RBI. Than yes, Ramirez. but uh, on base percentage plays higher into that. Mm, so I see. Ramirez, was, his on base percentage is only 11 points higher though. 13 is what I have. 13 Ramirez is 13 points higher than Devers. Either way, that's 13 yeah. hundredth of a percent. Right. Like that's not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Completely oh, well, here's the other Devers thing. Ramirez plus. strikes out 13.4% of the time. Devers is 26% of the mm, time. Yeah, they do. I think they overweight strikeouts at Devers and plus, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Devers is on pace for a 40 home run season. I think Devers will get it. What's, what's crazy is the best ranked, def, uh, or at least player, is Yon Makota. Yeah, he's, he, looks, placement. he looks really good. Yeah. Yon Makota also has a higher WRC plus than both of them. Really? Yeah, he only yeah. has five home runs, but he's getting on base at a 419 clip. 419 is 419 on base percentage is his Hall of Fame number. Yes. Right, not that he's doing it over the course of his career, but yeah, yes. he's having a good year and uh probably <clears throat> he's only slugging 426, which is pedestrian as fuck, for, especially for a corner position, right? right? But look, we've reimagined what second short looked like. Does somebody need to like Greg Dettles was never a power. I mean, he was a power hitter, but he had like 20 home runs. Right. 27 I think maybe in one year, but uh anyways, uh I think Devers will get that one, frankly. I agree. Bigger fan base, more yeah. home runs. And honestly, 141, 138, and even 145, like, that's pretty tight. Yeah. You could is. swing that in two weeks. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. Again, these are way too early uh, at this point, but it's just fun to, to see where everybody's standing right now. Um, <clears throat> it's shortstop. It's hard to argue against uh, Xander Bogarts. It's, it's, he's, then, yeah. he's heading really well. His, yeah. his OPS is almost 900. We've talked about that number uh, a couple times and what it means for some of these other players. That is a fucking big boy number. Uh, he's, he plays really good defense, and I think if Devers continues having the success he is, 
you'll see a big push from the fan base to try to get the entire left side of the infield yeah. represented by Boston, right? they got a huge fucking fan base. So, And the um, second best shortstop is Correa from Houston, and no one's going to vote for an Astro. Nope. So, Although uh, Tim Anderson is having he's, – he's, he's doing really well, but he's, I think he's probably missed too many games at this point. Yeah. He missed, what has he missed, like 15 maybe, 10 or 15 games so far this year? I've seen about 10, year. yeah, about yeah. 10 games. So – I, that, I think that comes into play sometimes. And he, again, the White Sox fan base is not even close to the size of the Red Sox fan base. So. No, he doesn't have a shot. All right. Now, outfielders, this is pretty goddamn interesting right here. This kind is, of soft. And honestly, the highest wins of replacement outfielder is a fucking Oriole. Cedric Mullins. Right. Whoever the fuck that is. And Byron Buxton is having the best season of his career, too, right now uh, 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 in Minnesota. Interestingly enough, but I don't think either one of those guys is going to be a starter. Just, just listen to this. Here are the highest ranking outfielders in Winslow replacement right now. Mullins from the Orioles, probably not fucking starting because it's a vote. Mm. Trout from the Angels, who's going to be out. So he might get the votes, but he's not going to play. Then you have two Oakland days. And then, in t- and then finally after that, you have Aaron Judge. Right. <clears throat> uh, so Trout's not playing. But he will get voted in, so this doesn't really matter. Right. But let's just say that one's filled, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other guys. Uh, <clears throat> Aaron Judge, for sure, because he's it. having the kind of season you, should, you would expect from him. Yeah. Uh, and he's a fucking New York Yankee, and they've got a relatively large fan base as well. He's got a 924 OPS. The, the one that's – and, of course, Trout. No, his numbers are stupid. Like, his home run numbers are not keeping up now because he's fucking missing games. Yep. But uh, before he left, he had a 1.09 OPS. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the one, this, this uh, Mark Canha from Oakland, whoever the fuck that is, right, who right. is apparently 32 and from down the road in San Jose is on pace for 30 home runs. He's so having he's, a great year. He is uh, Oakland day. A lot of people think that he's going to be the, one of the starters, right? Yeah, uh, because as ESPN points out, a lot of people are injured. Byron Buxton is having he he was having probably the best season of anybody. Actually, he had like a one point one plus OPS when yeah. he got hurt, but he's hurt, right? George Springer's out. Trout's not going to be there. Luis Robert, Michael Brantley. They're I'll all give out. you I'll give you a pick for who I definitely think is going to be starting in the outfield. Adolis Garcia of the Rangers. Maybe I think he takes that spot over. Uh, Canna, probably. I think it's Cedric Mullins from the Orioles because his numbers are just too crazy. And Mullins is putting up, like, nerd numbers, right? Yeah. He's putting up advanced stat numbers. He's not putting up, like, eye-popping vote numbers. Right. Adolis Garcia has 16 home runs. Aaron Judge has 14 home runs. Right. And then... I mean, Garcia was in the lead. Well, he was tied for the lead for a couple days. And and honestly, he might be in the fucking lead in three weeks. Yeah, you never know. Who the fuck knows? I don't know if it'll matter. Uh, and I don't know how active the Texas fans are in voting for people. Justin, Justin Upton's another guy that's having a big season, but that fan base is doesn't like, exist. I mean, you, if you're Mike Trout, you're Mike Trout. Everybody knows you're the best. But right. if, you're, if you're a really good player on a team nobody cares about, then nobody gives a fuck about that right. shit. So if I, you're not going to give Austin the Angels or the A's, give mm, them the Angels. I, I, to be honest, I think uh, it'll be Aaron Judge and J.D. Martinez out there along with uh, – uh, Cedric Mullins. Well, That's my I, guess. I have a wrench to throw. Although maybe you're going to bring it up in a second. Where do you put Otani? Uh, well, it's DH, right? But I don't know what that means. Uh, to be honest, 
he could <laughs> they could bring Do they him. want him to start? I, I think it would be on the mound? Who who's the who's the manager? Who won the ALCS last year? Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Is that how they're still doing it? Yes. It's the former Yeah. So who's the fucking Rays manager right now? I don't even fucking remember. I look up Googling it. Kevin Cash. Kevin oh that's right, Kevin Cash. So if I I don't know. I don't know. I the team's all for hitters, it doesn't matter. Position players, it doesn't matter. But teams always um, tell whomever the all-star coach is what their pitchers are and aren't allowed to do. Right. Right. Obviously, they don't want to fuck up their shit in the rotation or whatever it is. <clears throat> so, I don't know what that's going to look like for Otani. I doubt. I honestly doubt he'll pitch in the all-star game. He might close or don't something they like that. Want that though? So uh, the the league should want it for right. sure. But I don't know if the Angels are going to agree, especially considering he's had so, so like yeah. a fucking uh, uh, injury history problem, right. right? I think, and when Otani doesn't pitch, he is in the outfield. Typically, yeah. So <clears throat> I think Otani starts in the outfield. He's got he might, 17 yeah. goddamn home runs. They're going yeah. to want him to get ABs against DeGrom. Probably. I think Otani's going to be your other outfielder. I think, right. I think Judge, what do we say, Judge? Yep. Uh, I mean, I, the dude, oh, fuck, I already forgot his name. Uh, I'll, <laughs> the Rangers outfielder. Uh, I've had three ranch waters, sorry. I have no idea what his name is now. I forgot to. Uh, Rangers outfielder. Fuck Garcia, Adoles yeah, Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be Judge, Adoles Garcia, and Shohei Atani. Maybe, but it, uh, you know, and since you bring that up, the DH position uh, might be Vlad Guerrero, right? Because he DHs quite a bit. Yeah. And you might see Matt Olson from Oakland or somebody like that yeah. in the first base slide. Who, who knows? Uh, or maybe, I mean, look, we know. Are they ho- voting for the DH or the, do, I don't is the know guy going to assign the DH? Yeah, I don't know about that. That's a good question. So typically, I think in the past, actually, they didn't vote for the DH. Mm. The manager just picks it out of the rest of the pool. Well, it'll be Vlad Guerrero then because nobody wants to see him in the field. Right. Unless yeah. there's somebody worse. It, it could be Otani maybe, but Otani's certainly a better fielder. It, I guess it just depends on what the Angels allow. Yeah. And to do, I would point out that <clears throat> in eight starts for the Angels this year, and uh, only eight starts, he's got a one point five uh, wins above replacement as a pitcher. But he he doesn't go deep, does he? Like he, he his innings pitch is pretty light. Uh, Forty two point one innings in eight starts, so that's, that's, that's like five, five five, not even five point one to be yeah, honest. That's pretty light. Uh, yeah. But he's got a two seventy six ERA, which is good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think he pitches. Unless, I think Major League Baseball would have to convince the Angels to let him pitch, to be honest. And, yeah. and they should be doing that, by the way. Now, this is the most interesting one. Uh, <clears throat> I starting pitcher. For, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, just don't, I don't think it's going to be that interesting. I think it's pretty cut and dry. The reason it's interesting isn't because of the competition. Okay. It's because he's a fucking knucklehead. The guy we talked about at the top of the show, Garrett Cole, right. is the clear choice to start the All-Star game for the American League. But you don't vote on the starting pitcher. Correct. The yeah, manager just, picks the starting pitcher. Correct. He's the clear choice, but does... If, if this shit continues... When's the All-Star game? Like July 13th or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's mid-July. So <clears throat> if this... The press needling him and all this shit continues. If you're the Yankees, you're probably like, hey, why don't you just set out the All-Star game and not be the topic of discussion for the entire thing? Or maybe him not showing up has that effect. 
right? They just like, right. why isn't Garrett, Garrett Cole's not here clearly because he's right. the best pitcher and he's not hurt. So maybe they fake an injury. It's like, oh, he needs rest or whatever. But he's the clear choice for that, for sure. I mean, he is lighting it the fuck up. Yeah. Twelve point four Ks per nine innings. I mean, Shane Bieber is having a really good season too. A lot of guys are having good seasons. Uh, uh, that dude from Baltimore, John Means, that threw a no hitter, yep. having a great season yep. right now. Two, I think he might be the ERA leader in in the AL. Uh, he's uh, Kyle Gibson is right now actually from Texas, oh, wow. which is funny because they got the worst pitching staff in baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, he's he's leading it, but he's a little behind them in uh, in uh, innings, so he doesn't throw as many innings. Yeah. But I mean, fucking. Shane Bieber, Glasnow, and Cole all have 100-plus strikeouts. Fucking Shane Bieber's got 122 already. Like, he's on, he's on pace for 341 strikeouts right, right now. We haven't seen a 300-strikeout season, I think, since Randy Johnson, right? Wasn't he the last one? Uh, let me check that. There might be another one. Especially I mean, he had, he had four of them, I believe. Nolan Ryan had Scher- six. Scherzer had one. Oh, Scherzer and had Kershaw, one. And uh, Kershaw had one in... Uh, 2015, and 15. Sale had one in 2017. Mm, Sale, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> yeah, so it's happened three times since Randy Johnson left baseball. And to be honest, I don't know how many people have done it more than once. I think only Randy Johnson and Nolan Ryan have done it more than once. Maybe Walter right. Johnson back in the day or something like that. But, right. uh, yeah, I think only those guys. So there's, a, there's a, other choices here, to be honest. And it's more starting the All-Star game is more of like a symbolic thing anyways. Right. Because you go like, what, an inning, maybe two? So yeah. Who cares? They might give two to, <clears throat> to DeGrom, essentially. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there's some other notable names in the American League. Obviously, Altuve is having a pretty good season. We'll see about that. Uh, Grill from the fucking Astros having a pretty good season. He, he could actually be the starting first baseman, frankly, if anybody votes for them. But I don't think they are. But I do see him making the list. I think Gurriel will get on the, Yeah, because they don't care about who they pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's about the votes. I don't yeah. think they'll get votes. And there's some other guys, but, I mean, a lot of these dudes are hurt. Lance Lynn's having a good year, too. I mean, he's got a 173 or, or 123 ERA, but he's not throwing a lot of innings. Yeah. I mean, he's way behind in innings. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, all of this shit with the – with the fucking uh, tacky substances or whatever the pitchers are putting on the baseball plays out. That's the number one thing I'm interested in. Because I yeah. t- texted you this last night when we were talking. If uh, the pitchers all of a sudden start getting shittier, but the hitters stay the same, like Acuna, Tatis, mm. and Guerrero, they all, have shot, they all have a shot at 60 home runs. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, they do. If If... if Starting pitching especially recedes in quality. It diminishes in quality. There's a cascading effect, especially for people like, I would say Acuna sees that more so than the other guys because he, has, he leads off. One, he right. gets more bats, so that's one thing, right? But the other part is guys in the middle of the lineup expect one, two, and three to get on base. Seven, eight, nine way less likely to get on base. And if they, if he's doing this now with those rates, if their rates go up, then his will as well. Not only will they, not only will they be more running runners on base, but <clears throat> they will not be able to pitch around him at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's really interesting to me, honestly. So I'm, I'm also excited to see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see, see what, what they happens. actually do. I'd also see the umpire fights. See uh, another, uh, George Brett situation. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 
it, it's, it's pretty rare that you see a pitcher get caught doing that and him erupting. So I'm pretty sure they know they're doing it. Yeah. Right? Like that, who is that one dickhead that had the f- nail file and he tried to like throw it out of his hand? Like, what the uh, fuck are you talking about? But you could clearly see it. It yeah. was too light. So it's like whipping through the air or whatever. This is, this is not reason. Okay. So Joe Necro. Who showed up for it. Yeah. Braves. Great. Joe Necro. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be fucking funny. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I like that stuff and it's the game evolves. Things change. We'll see where they land on all this. Honestly, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. No. But and we'll they'll see. probably reverse it in like a year or two. Yeah. Or they'll send, they'll, they'll do studies in the minor leagues to see what, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, one last notable thing. Acuna is on pace for 92 walks this year. Okay. Not bad. That's a lot. Pretty good. That's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. His previous season high, 76. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a completely different hitter right now than he was before. He's, <clears throat> he's become like Juan Soto, kind of. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. getting to Soto levels. He's not only swinging at more good pitches and less bad ones, but he's also spoiling good pitchers' pitches. Right. And then hitting home runs. Like, yeah. Riley did that last night, too. He, uh, he yanked a, a fastball that was out of the zone and <clears throat> spoiled that pitch. There was one outside that he guided into the uh, right field stands uh, or down the first baseline, and then he got that pitch kind of a little bit over knee high and out over the plate away, and he fucking crushed that ball last night. I mean, yeah. he, there, he hit it, and the, every part of that swing was great, and every part of that bat was great. So when you start seeing shit like that, you know these dudes have turned corners. Now for Austin Riley, that means he's – a really good baseball player now for Acuna means holy shit. Right. What the fuck's going to happen next? And they're also still like fully extending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the yeah. swings, even though they aren't long, they look long. Yeah. Like they're <clears throat> still fully fucking extended. Yeah. That hit that, uh, that Acuna got, I think in the seventh or eighth last night is a yeah. 99 mile per hour fastball about three or four inches off the plate inside swung, broke his bat, but it was a single and a score two runs. That is, Bat speed. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, so I'm having fun watching them right now. They can't pitch, though. The Braves are not. I don't think they're going to, unless something drastic happens with their pitching staff, I don't think they're going to win that division it's, right now. I mean, they're only three and a half out. But. Yeah, the, the division has beaten themselves up quite a bit, but I just don't. Down, like, down the stretch, I mean. If I mean, they don't make a move, they're fucked. Yeah, they're I agree. Fucked. Especially now that Soroka's not coming back. Yeah. That was supposed to be a midseason move, but yep. whatever. Uh, all right, that's all we got for this week. Thank you guys for uh, listening and watching. As always, uh, like and subscribe. Leave a comment on the Drinking Bro Sports uh, YouTube and, or on the uh, uh, podcast channel on iTunes, Spotify, all this stuff. And uh, subscribe to YouTube as well. We go live on there for all sorts of shit. Live watches for uh, like Floyd Mayweather, uh, Logan Paul, for baseball games, college football, NFL, whatever. Uh, anyway, for Dan Holloway, I'm Rob Fox, and we'll uh, catch you guys next week. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.